Welcome to Invisible Lepers, a podcast dedicated to the stories of people who suffer in silence, sometimes gracefully and sometimes with ugly tears and frustration, all the while struggling and growing in their faith. My name is Angie McMichael, and thanks for joining me today. In this first episode, I wanted to explain a little more about the vision of this podcast and share some of my story. I wanted to create a space for people that suffer from an illness that has symptoms others cannot see. These symptoms might be physical, mental, emotional, psychological, neurological, chronic, or temporary, but nevertheless invisible to others. As someone who has experienced phrases like, well, you don't look sick, or I saw your pictures from your vacation, you can't be that tired all the time. Suffering from an invisible illness can be exhausting and lonely. This podcast is meant to help people find comfort in knowing that you're not alone in this fight, that other people know what you're going through, and that you are seen. Before I got sick, I had this incredible self-image of myself. If you would ask me to describe myself in one word, I probably would have said strong. Not only was I physically a strong person, I was also good at school and I was pretty confident. I had a strong body and a strong mind. I took a lot of pride in my abilities, especially my physical strength. It allowed me to be very independent and rely very little on help from others. It felt like strength and independence were a part of my DNA. Then in February of 2015, I got sick. At first I thought I just had the flu. I had flu-like symptoms, a fever, was pretty high, my body ached, I was fatigued, and it lasted for about six or seven days. Then my fever broke and I thought, finally, I can get out of this damn bed. Then the next morning I woke up and I couldn't really move my fingers. It felt like my joints had crystallized. It was unnerving. After some steroids, the sensation subsided, but the stiffness and the ache was still there. Then it traveled to my other joints, to my wrists and elbows, to my ankles and knees, my hips, my shoulders. I went on day by day, trying desperately not to think about it. I worked in an office, so most of my job didn't include a lot of manual labor, but that almost made it worse for me. It might have been easier for me to get past not being able to move heavy set pieces like I did in college, but a box of copy paper? Come on, that's like really easy, right? Not anymore. Anytime I would try, my fingers or wrists would either cramp up or they would completely give out. It was humiliating. I went from being able to carry two boxes, from the store to my car, from my car to the supply closet, to having to ask people to help me in the store, to help me get it out of my car, to help me put it in the supply closet. It was awful. Every time, I could feel my identity slowly slipping away. Next came the brain fog. Some people call it mental fatigue. Uh, Most people experience this at one point in their life, uh, especially in college when you stay up too late and you can't concentrate anymore, you can't easily recall information, you can't retain anything else, you really just want to go back to sleep. Well, imagine that, but like a lot. I would have trouble focusing on things, I couldn't recall things as quickly, I probably wasn't noticeable to anyone else, but it was to me. In the middle of sentences, I would forget words, Uh, that happens to everyone, right? But I was noticing it more often than normal, and it was really frustrating. I would get stories confused, I would mess up phrases, I would forget things. It was really infuriating. Then I started to realize that I couldn't make the same commitments everyone else could. I would get off work and I would be so tired that I just wanted to go home and lay down. I became a huge flake. Then I began to stop making any plans at all. 
it shook my confidence. I second-guessed people even wanting to hang out with me at all. And frankly, why would they? In the book of Ruth, there was a woman named Naomi. The book itself is primarily about her daughter-in-law, Ruth, but I really do love Naomi. She has a husband and two sons at the beginning. Her identity was out of a wife and a mother, a caretaker. Then her husband dies. But she's still a mom. She has two sons who marry women, but then they die. She feels like she has nothing left. Her whole life was wrapped up in her identity as a caretaker for her husband and sons. Now she has nothing. In chapter 1, verses 20 and 21, she says, Do not call me Naomi. Call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went away full, and the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi when the Lord has testified against me, and the Almighty has brought calamity upon me? Now the word Mara meant bitter. She lost her identity, and she was very angry and bitter. I feel like most of us can understand where she's coming from. I feel bitter and angry. My sickness took away my identity. It stripped me of who I thought I was. But you know what? It, it also made me realize something. My identity was superficial anyway. Yeah, I needed to mourn the loss of my old self. I will probably never be her again. But it did make me realize and learn a couple of very important things. I truly believe that I'm a better Christian now than I was before I got sick. I have more compassion, more faith, and a lot more humility. My body has forced me to learn to accept help from others where I formerly wouldn't have seeked help. All of these things help me to live a life that is so much more Christ-like than I could ever have imagined. Strength can manifest in so many ways. Physical strength and independence are not inherently bad. However, I now see that I have become strong in different ways. I have a stronger faith. I also have a stronger sense of compassion for others. I found strength in knowing my limits, which is so important for people with chronic illnesses. Identity can get in our way sometimes, especially when they're ripped away from us. It's okay to take time to grieve for that loss, but one day I encourage you to wake up one morning and think about everything you've learned along the way. Think about who you have become. Naomi had to learn to accept the love and support of others, her stubborn daughter-in-law, Ruth, specifically. She learned that it's okay to finally accept help from others. It was an important lesson in acceptance, a lesson we all have to learn. Accepting not only our new lifestyle, pain, and emotions, but also a new identity. Part of my vision for this podcast is to be a platform for people to share their stories of invisible illnesses. If you have a story you'd like to share, please reach out to me either via Facebook or Anchor. I want to hear your stories, but more importantly, I want people to know that they're not alone. Thank you so much for listening to Invisible Lovers. Remember, I see you.